Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. November 4th, inside the 1 o'clock hour, we're still rocking, going till 2 a.m. Pete Hoffman comes up next, 877-337-6666 if you'd like to talk to me and join my show before I go. Now, I spent a lot of time thinking about the Raiders, and I'm trying to see through all the propaganda, all the quotes, all of the, oh, these guys are playing basketball and cornhole in the locker room. They're dancing before practice. Antonio Pierce, former Giants legend, is firing these guys up. He's a former player. He's a player's coach. Josh McDaniels tried to run a tight ship around there. Fake Bill Belichick fails again. They have talent on this team. And... When I went to go look at their win-loss record, right, as I told you before, I'm hearing hosts on the fan that, I get it, this is New York City, and you're a Giants fan, so you're going to lean Giants, and you're talking to the Giants fan, but we need balance. I'm not a Giants fan. I'm also not a Giants hater. I'm just looking at the Raiders for what they are and what they aren't, and what they are is a team with a better record than the New York football Giants right now. And what they are are a team that just lost a game but played better football than the Giants in the loss that they had. And when I look at their wins, they got wins, their three wins, all under Jimmy Garoppolo. They beat the Denver Broncos 17-16. to They beat the New England Patriots 21-17. to They beat the Green Bay Packers. 17 to 13. They don't score much more than 17, maybe 21 points. And they just bench Jimmy Garoppolo in favor of Aiden O'Connell. I think Jimmy Garoppolo with Josh McDaniels, package deal. You do the math on that, New England, that system, that offense, whatever. Now, Aiden O'Connell, I've joked about and saying, hey, 
All they're going to tell that kid to do is throw the ball to Devontae Adams on first down, hand the ball to Josh Jacobs on second down, and then throw the ball to whoever is open, whether it's Devontae Adams, whether it's Jacoby Myers, whether it's Hunter Renfro, or even Michael Mayer on third down. And I think that'll be enough to figure it out because these guys are going to be playing inspired football. That Giants defense has to absolutely bring it, and they've been coming along, but where I'm worried is the Giants' offense. Now, the Raiders do give up a ton of rushing yards, but you just ran Saquon Barkley into the ground last week. Are you going to do that again? Where I'm worried for the Giants is the fact that Daniel Jones hasn't played in weeks. Is he going to be timid? Is he going to play scared to hurt his neck? Or is he going to be the Daniel Jones that's most effective when his legs are a threat? When he can run the ball and get you out of some situations, get a first down with his legs? I I don't know. Andrew Thomas and Evan Neal, your top drafted offensive linemen, they have to be ready to block. Max Crosby is coming, and he's a bad man. He's a bad man. He's a feared guy in this NFL, and when I look at the talent that they have on this team, you you saw Marcus Peters with a pick six to the house last week. They've got some guys that can play on that team. So I wouldn't just think that you're waltzing into Vegas, Allegiant Stadium, where Mark Davis fired his GM and head coach hours after the trade deadline because I think it's a player empowerment movement, right? I think the players said, hey, trade me. Or I want out. And if you're not going to trade me, I want these guys out. And Mark Davis, he he's so lost. He's so lost. He's paying $100 million to two coaches that aren't coaching his team. John Gruden and Josh McDaniels. $60 million to Gruden, $40 million to Josh McDaniels. He's burning money up. But he wants to win. He wants to find a way. And here comes Antonio Pierce straight out of Compton to save the day. 877 6666. Mike is in Kings Park, New York. Mike, you're on the fan. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Um, I just think... Um, I'm just getting a little annoyed about Giants fans talking about, like, Tyrod Taylor keeps the Giants a better chance. You know, or played better than Daniel Jones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, come no, on. No, but like, now we've forgotten all about him because he's heard he's out now. Now it's back to Daniel Jones. And now we're talking about this. Oh, Daniel Jones is being evaluated. This is a prove-it game for Daniel Jones. Here it comes. I'm like, okay. I thought you guys quit on him. I thought there was going to be a QB controversy when he came back. Yeah, I just, I mean, I just think that's unreasonable. Like, and also, like, people saying, like, uh, starting to question Dable, and, you know, some people are saying, like, that Belichick's available. They would, I, I don't know. Yeah, no. I, I heard those same narratives right here on the fan, too. It's 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 not going down. Um, Dable just has to get back to realizing, like, hey, don't worry about the record. Don't worry about the personnel. It's the NFL, right? You, you got to take some risks, and you literally have nothing to lose. They're not going to fire you over this season. Try and get a win here and stop playing scared and stop playing. You know, now you got Randy Bullock and uh, who's this other kicker that they signed today? Cade York. And that's another liability, right? The New York field goal giants. You guys don't score touchdowns. Now you, you're relying on kickers that just got there. Yeah, it's not good. I mean, and listen, like the bottom line is like, if you really, and I don't put, put these games on table, but the giants could easily have four wins right now and be in the thick of a playoff on where like arguably the best three players on the Giants' offense, or most important players on the Giants' offense, 
are Jones, Barkley, and Thomas. Those are, I think, the three most important players. And I don't know, what did they play, two quarters together this whole season so far? Right. Uh, you know, so, like, they're, uh, you know, kind of a bonehead play on Tyrod and uh, at the halftime of the Bills game and maybe a missed call to get another crack at the Bills win. And the Jets debacle, you know, what happened into that game. And the Giants can have four wins, being the thick of a playoff on here, getting healthy with an easier schedule coming up if they had a couple breaks. So, I mean, like, I think everyone's just slow their brakes, pump the brakes on Dable, like, not being, like, the coach they thought he was. No, Dable's the guy. He's just in a different situation than he was last year. Thanks for the call, Mike. Like, I don't know. There's so much flip-flopping. I hear it on the fan all day, not just with the calls, but with the hosts. And that's why I said the other night, I'm like, man, I feel like I hear people say things, (laughs) and then they just evaporate in the air, and then... There's a new take, and it's like, wait, I just heard you say something different last week. Did you forget about that? But I guess that's how it works. It's daily radio. It's like you come in with a fresh take and a fresh thought, and you hope it plays, and you hope it happens. If it doesn't happen, you act like you never said it. You act like, yeah, no, I who, me? No, I didn't say that. This is, a, this is a Giants game that I think they absolutely can win. I don't think the Raiders are, are world beaters, but it just sucks that now you're walking in like it, uh, you'd feel more confident going to face Josh McDaniels Raiders. You'd feel more confident going to face Jimmy Garoppolo. Now you have the wild card in this rookie who I I think this rookie we we have seen him. He did play two games. I think he got into going back to my notes the Bears game, right? Um, yeah, Aiden O'Connell. He was ten for thirteen for seventy five yards, a touchdown, and a pick in the loss to the Bears. And then I think he also got into. One other game for them. But, man, I just think that they're they're rolling with this kid because think about it. Jimmy Garoppolo is super mid. I don't even give him mid. He's not even super mid. He's, he's below subpar now. He's just overpaid. He misses, like, the throws that he missed to Devontae Adams, I think I can make. I'm not even joking. I'm not even kidding with you. Like, I think I, I he missed, how do you overthrow? He, he's good for an overthrow. He did it in the Super Bowl. Underthrow a guy that wide open. Get it there. So they rather not roll with him. And then Brian Hoyer? Brian Hoyer's 38. What's the point in rolling with Brian Hoyer? They should have kept Jared Stidham. If they had Jared Stidham right now, they'd be they'd be good to, to go. They'd be ready to roll. But here we go, Aiden O'Connell. They'd rather roll out with Aiden O'Connell because he's young. He's a rookie. They can coach him up. Like I said, throw it to 17. They've been wasting Devontae Adams. Throw it to 17. It's your best quarterback. What are you talking about? It is their best quarterback, but, man, you know, if you've heard me talk about how, oh, they, the narrative used to be if you got two, you don't have one. In the NFL, you need two because your starter's going to get hurt. You'll see this weekend backup quarterbacks playing across the league. But, man, they've got three and they don't have one. 877-337-6666. Anthony is in Tom's River. Let's try it again. Ant, you're back on the fan. Uh, when Before when you came to me, I was my phone was on mute. I was talking in my garage. Um, All good. Listen, was it was it you were a caller before that said they took Najee Harris in a uh, fantasy draft? <laughs> yeah, it was Ross in Bergen <laughs> County. But he's so inefficient when it comes to well, honestly, trade him if you can, value. but you can't get any value for him. That's he was so high up there too for running backs. He's yeah, been he's been a he's been a bust in fantasy. I, I drafted him his rookie year. I haven't. You know, even thought about drafting on that. I mean, it is what it is. Dynasty or redraft? My producer's a Steelers fan, and we were just talking about um, – no, just a regular, not Dynasty. We were just talking about how 
there's like a there's a, a record out there. The Steelers are the first team, I think, to go five and three and be outgained uh in, in offensive yards and all five of their wins. <laughs> They're winning uh, Mike, games Mike despite Tomlin, having no every, offense. Every year he finds a way to have a winning record, Tomlin. He's Gritty. a great coach. Yeah, that defense is yeah. good. So so anyway, I have two I have two points. Um the the Dolphins, I, I agree with you. They're they're a good team. They have a good offense. They have so much speed on that team. Um, Tyreek Hill, obviously, probably a future Hall of Famer. Um, even Claypool, I don't even know, know if he's on the team anymore. Like, Claypool's on the team. Yeah, they have a few receivers. Robbie Anderson's over there. Uh, Braxton yeah. Berrios is over there. Now Claypool's getting accl- acclimated. The last game was his first game even touching the ball. Jalen Waddle. Uh, and I... I can't wait for Devon Achan Achan or Achan. Devon, yeah, Devon Achan. I can't wait for him to come back. Um, yeah, he was they, killing they have, it. They have a good offense, and I, and I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's out of the the blue to say that they could beat uh, Kansas City because I think they're right there with them in offense. Obviously, Andy Reid's a great coach. Patrick Mahomes, they, uh, they're, playing the league, they're playing in Germany. They're I'm like they're playing in Germany. The the Chiefs are coming off of oh Patrick Mahomes was sick and they lost to the Broncos. They're 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 playing in a neutral site any given Sunday. It could yeah, happen. Absolutely. Um, but as far as the, the local team, the Jets are concerned. Um, I'm not I'm not saying Zach Wilson is playing out of he's playing good or anything. But I think um, if Aaron Rodgers and I know it, a lot of it could be hype, but um, let's say he he was able to come back this year. Don't don't you feel like uh, Zach Wilson is playing well enough where he's not playing good, but he's protecting the ball and the Jets are winning games. Uh, he's playing at he's playing at the perfect level where the Jets are still winning games. And if Rodgers were, were to I, come back, there I wouldn't say he's playing at the perfect level. <laughs> oh no, no, no. Well, well listen, listen, I don't think he's playing at the perfect level either. But uh, to my point, um, he's he's playing uh, to the point where there's not satisfactory. He's playing satisfactory, of course, but he's not playing to the um, where there's going to be a QB controversy if Rodgers does come back back this year and well enough where he's protecting. The he's football. not. Yeah, no. so, he, he's, Aaron Rodgers yeah, is one yeah. of the best quarterbacks we've ever laid eyes on. Zach Wilson oh, cannot play Absolutely. well enough to create a quarterback controversy if Aaron Rodgers is actually cleared. If Aaron Rodgers actually yeah. gets cleared this year, they don't they don't waste a millisecond. As soon as that doctor says he can no, play, he's no, a starting I, quarterback. I agree. But do you think he's uh, Zach Wilson is playing well enough to the point where Jets fans will be comfortable saying, "Okay, Aaron Rodgers is coming back. There's no controversy." But Zach Wilson, we're we're comfortable with him sitting behind Rodgers for another year, being 2024, to see if he can learn enough from Rodgers to maybe be the guy in 2025. I think that's what the plan was originally. I think that's what Aaron Rodgers wanted. I think that's why they didn't go out and get a quarterback number two, an actual guy. That like you know like there were there were guys out there uh, they could have had a Colt McCoy a Carson Wentz a Nick Foles as an actual number two instead they mm-hmm. made Zach the number two and then their number three was Tim Boyle who they they have no plans of putting him on the field unless Zach gets hurt I think that was the plan and Zach also right. has another year on his contract so yeah okay yeah so and it's not a matter yeah, of think- him playing well or not thanks for the call Anthony it's not it's it's a it's a business thing. You drafted him number two overall. He's yours. T.E. Barber says no one loves you like your mama. No one loves Zach Wilson like the Jets love Zach Wilson. They will, you know, you know how um, yeah, there will be kids that are just bad as hell. 
and you know they're no good, but their moms will will fight for them, will defend. No, he's he's not that. He's had some trouble, but he is like that's how the Jets go for Zach Wilson. Like early on in the season, Rob Sala telling you um, he gives us the best chance to win. Out of all the human beings on earth, <laughs> out of all the potential quarterbacks you could sign, he gives you the best chance to win. Not really, not really. But I'll take your word for it because that's your boy. That's that's your man's. That's who you drafted number two overall. That's who you gave a $35 million contract to. This is year three of that contract. Next year, year four of the contract with Aaron Rodgers still there, he will still be the number two, right? You could have re-signed Mike White, but you let Mike White go be two as backup because you didn't you didn't want that um, air in the room with Zach Wilson and Zach Wilson's um, favorite quarterback of all time coming here and Aaron Rodgers t- trying to like, I don't know how to say it now. Aaron Rodgers trying to reshape his own image. They said that he wasn't like this with Jordan Love. They said he wasn't connecting with the receivers, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs in Green Bay. But when he comes here, oh, he's doing OTAs. He's going to plays with the guys. He's going to the Rangers games with guys. He's going to the Knicks game. He's taking Zach Wilson under his wing. Oh, okay. And so he basically says, hey, I'm going to come here, play two, three years. And when I'm out, Zach Wilson will be ready to go. I think when he's out, you move on. I think you draft another guy or you bring in another quarterback, a veteran. Uh, Zach Wilson, to me, it's year three. They they usually say if you don't see it in year two, he's not the guy. I was talking last night about Will Levis. I see flashes of Will Levis being an NFL quarterback in game two more so than I've seen from Zach Wilson. This kid can read the defense. Yeah, he made some boneheaded plays because, yeah, he's in game two. But he can pick up a blitz. He can get rid of the ball. He's tough. He's getting hit. He's getting sacked. And he's completing the ball to receivers. Will Levis showed me more last night than Zach Wilson showed me in three seasons. 877-337-6666. Let's go down to Tampa. What's up, Rob? You're on the fan. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I'm good, man. Another uh, Brooklyn Nets win. Makes you think about the first two losses that we lost in the last 90 seconds of the game. This team could be undefeated. Yep. Nobody had this on their bingo card. Nope. Three win, three wins in a row. Three wins on the road. Um, got healthier. Got, got Dinwiddie back. Got uh, Dennis Smith Jr. back. Yep. A lot to be excited about. Um, I just want to start by like saying as a Nets fan this year versus like the last couple years, it's so refreshing, so much more relaxing to watch like a younger team that with like a a coach who kind of has that specialty of like developing um, young players. Yeah, um, it's you fun. Know, where yeah, well, you're on, you're like on the, the edge of years. your seat every game. And not to cut you off, Rob, but I, you and I, are, we're we're Nets fans, so we we've watched all the games and, and we're speaking the same language. The first two games, I was at the game, you know, opening night. You're on the edge of your seat and your heart gets broken. But then these last yep. three games. It's coming down to the last, you know, couple seconds, and it's like they've learned. You're on the, the edge of your seat, and you get the thrill of victory. They're winning, and it's like, wh- what? Like, we didn't think we had closers. You know, it keeps evolving. We thought Cam Thomas had to score 30 points for us to win. That's not the case. They have depth. They have veterans. They have a coach. Yep. They're figuring it out, and, uh, man, it's, it's refreshing to get back to team basketball. We are watching a team, 100%. and it's not all dependent on one or two or a big three or, or a duo or whatever. 
Right, right. And, and we also have young players who want to prove something. They want to, they want to build their own legacy. Whereas like last year I'm watching a game. I'm like, Oh, is Kevin Durant happy? Is he okay? Like, is he healthy? Drama. Is he going to, is his knee going to explode? Like, um, is Kyrie Irving, like, is, is he happy? Is he, so it's, it, right. it feels Kyrie's good to kind of posting some, uh, messages, uh, some subliminal messages on his Instagram. <laughs> and what does this mean for the team? And it's nonsense. Now, these guys, they're not doing – these guys are hoopers, bro. Dorian Finney-Smith, he's from Portsmouth, Virginia. He right. just wants to yep. hoop, right? Royce O'Neal, yep. these guys just want to hoop. He's from Texas. Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, whatever Ben Simmons does is a bonus. We're not relying on Ben For Simmons. Sure. Whatever he does is a bonus. Great. Hopefully he comes along. But, yes, Cam Thomas in year three, he's a bucket. But now we've seen teams are like, okay, if we stop him, we can stop the Nets. That's not true because Mel- Mikel Bridges was showing off at times tonight. Right. Tonight he could score. Like, they have they have a few players. Man, and- they, they, they are so athletic. They are so – they're lanky. They're athletic. Yeah, they're, they're so long. Pause. They, they, they have defense. length. They, they have defensive-minded guys. They can lock up other, other guys, and they find ways to score. They're sharing the ball. That- it, it, it's it's a it's a and, delight. And Cam, it's a pleasant surprise, and Tom, right? And Cam Thomas, I mean, I didn't realize he was that. He was he's kind of thick, like he's beefy. He, yeah, I think he he has a body. Like I was worried earlier when he first got drafted. Can he play like real NBA minutes? And uh, it's year I three. He he, I think he's he's I maturing. He he's filling out. He's still young. I think he's twenty one. Um, right. But no, he's he's ready now, and so he's twenty two. So that, that leads. Yeah, that leads me to my next question. I was texting my my, my buddy after the the Knicks had lost, Nets won. I was kind of just trash talking a little bit, and I was like, I honestly, I honestly think the Nets are better. You know, obviously they have more to prove, but I think we have with our roster. I, I think we're deeper. I think we have more. Wait for uh, better it. Guard play, like so. So w- let's see, man. I Wait I, for I, it. I don't know. I don't know if you follow the guys from Nets Kingdom, but they're great on YouTube too. Like. Um, you know, they were inspired by me doing Talking Nets. I mean, they had their own thing. I think they're better than my podcast and my YouTube show, Talking Nets. I think Nets Kingdom is it, and I've been watching them from afar, and um, I rock with them. I've been on their show. I've had them on Talking Nets. You should check them out if, if you're a Nets fan. And yeah. they were putting out content yeah. this year, and they were like, you know, on Twitter, they're like, what's one take? What's one crazy take about the Nets or a take that we're not hearing? And I, I wrote from Talking Nets. I said, oh, Here's a take that not that no one's talking about, but it's probably going to be true. The team in Brooklyn is still going to be the better team in New York. Wait for it. And just early on in the season, that's literally what we're seeing. Like the Nets, yeah, you, you they can haven't tell. played them yeah, yet. I, they haven't played them yet, but you can tell the level of basketball that the Nets are playing versus what the Knicks are doing right now. Right, right, and not and and all credit to Jalen Brunson. Think he's a great player, but if he's your best player, he's getting he's clamped. Close, he's, he's limited <laughs> it, in so many ways. When when the Nets play the Knicks, he's gonna get clamped, and he can get clamped by whoever. It could be uh, right. It could be Ben Simmons. If Julius right. Randle is throwing up bricks, they don't stand a chance, bro. Um, if RJ right. ain't ready to go, if, we'll see. I, I'm now looking forward to it because I came in saying, "Hey, I don't want no smoke with the Knicks." You know, they went toe-to-toe with the Heat. The Nets the Nets run is over. We had our fun. I don't know what this Nets team is going to be. And I'm like, actually, nope. they're oh, developing an identity about- pretty quickly. Yeah, no, I'm loving it. Uh, one last thing, though, about the the, uh, the new tournament thing that, they, that they've put into uh, place. Yeah. Um, I, I think we just got to give it time. Um, I follow – I loosely follow, like, Premier League soccer over in England – 
and they kind of have run like similar tournaments where there's like groups and it's like while they also have their Premier League season going, they'll also have like these in-season tournaments. But I know like England has one called like the I, FA Cup. As That's a fan, been around for like if, over a hundred. If you don't years, mind me so cutting you like, off to ask, as a fan, what do you get out of that? Like what you know. Because it's not a real championship, um, but what what piques your interest as a fan watching that in the European soccer leagues? I guess it's just creates more um, excitement amongst fans. I don't really think there's rivalry amongst a, fans and a, a little right. bit more edge to the games. Because if it's a regular season game and you win or lose it, you just roll on to the next one. But now right. these regular but, season games have you have a little more stock in them because they have more weight in them. Where um, you're you're playing against a group. You want to be the team to get out of the group and advance right. to the knockout round. Okay, I'm starting to understand right, it right. a little more. Well, yeah, yeah, and I'm saying like give it time because you know there's those those in season tournaments in England when they play those uh, for the soccer. Like it's th- those things have been around for a hundred years, so it's built up over time. We're now like it's a big deal. Um, you know, those fans care about those in season tournaments. So I think I don't think now like now it's not going to make a difference. We won't see it now, but perhaps in like 50, 60 years when we're old, like this might be a big deal. So I credit the NBA for kind of like thinking outside the box and um, trying to implement something new and, and, and being creative because, you know, all the other leagues really, they don't have that luxury to be able to do that. I think the NBA does because it's more of a global game. Um, yep. No, I'm excited. You know, I'm not going to knock it. You know, it doesn't. That's what I said. I'm, I'm, I'm not passing judgment on it yet. Let's see how it plays out because it might be fun. It might be cool. And who knows who's going to win? It might be a team that none of us are expecting to win it. Like, I think the Trailblazers beat Memphis tonight. And everybody right. left the Trailblazers for dead, right? Dame's not there. Yep. And there's incentive for the players, too. I think, like, I heard Chris and uh, Cap, like, talking that, like, there's there's uh, financial incentives. Yeah, $500,000 for the team that wins, I believe. Yeah, I mean, that's something. It's you something. Know, it's, uh, <laughs> Here I am talking about, oh, they're all millionaires. It doesn't matter. No, they'll take that money. They'll definitely take that money. For sure, yeah. And they get to go to Vegas, or it's like a neutral site. So, yeah, like, it's like a little allows, vacation like, in the season kind of... and, and uh, not just going through yeah. the motions of your regular NBA travel and your home games. So. Yeah, so I'm not it's knocking right. it. I, yeah, so I'm I'm pumped about the Nets, man. I'm sure I'll talk to you again throughout the season. But uh, you know, good talking to you, and hope you have a good night. Nets world, thanks, Rob. Yeah, I, I'll say this: it can't hurt. It doesn't hurt to add a little more excitement, entertainment, a little more stakes to these regular season games, right? Like, it doesn't hurt. So I'm a footy guy. I am into the soccer, uh, football, whatever you want to call it. And the thing is, what's different with their in-season tournaments is you saw it with Germany's in-season tournament. There's a I didn't see it. And listeners t- probably didn't see it. <laughs> well, well, all right, come on, come on. I, don't have no, sports, I have no idea what you're talking about. The sport's grown. So they, I know again, the Chiefs are about to play in Germany. I have no idea. I don't watch, I don't watch uh, European soccer at all. So the leagues are all different. The countries are different. So what's different about their in-season tournaments, again, you heard it, the FA Cup, the Carabao Cup is in England. Yeah. And... The one in Germany had a – the top team in Germany is Bayern Munich. Okay, I know them. I'm familiar okay. with them. So they, they got lost, the Batman colors. They lost in their cup to a tier, a team that's in Tier 3, which is – Which is not supposed to happen. No, that is like one of the biggest upsets ever So in the Germany. fans of that team are super lit just that's, off that's of a, the thought that, like, that would never happen and it actually did. It happened. Like, that is not ever supposed to happen in the history of German soccer is Bayern Munich – 
Bayern Munich losing to a team in the third tier. But that's a team see, that, has to, that is the that's essence a team that has of to get promoted sports. Multiple times. That's the reason we debate and, and grown men argue yes. because we don't know what's going to happen. We all have our thoughts and our takes, and we think we know, and then we watch to see what goes down. Yeah. So that's what's different. And like same thing with England, you have teams that are from the second tier, third tier, and these cups. That's what's different. Like they have to clearly play more games mm-hmm. to ev- eventually play teams that are in the top tier in England in the Premier League. Like there's two teams I think that are in the championship, which is the league below the Premier League, that are in the final sixteen for um the Carabao Cup, which is one of their early in season tournaments, and then they end with the FA Cup. But that's what's different. Like with the NBA, unless you get like the G League teams in, which no way the NBA teams are even risking having G League players possibly no. hurt NBA players. So like all of these NBA teams are competitive sure and have stars and any it's anyone's game. Um couple of words on the Knicks here as I'm reading up from uh, after their game. Uh, there's a quote from Jalen Brunson talking about Julius Randle. I tell him every day I'm with him, we're going to work through this. Like, I guess as he's slumping, as he's going through his struggles. But, you know, he's he's crashing the boards. He's giving you 12 rebounds. Uh, it's tough, I guess, right now in the early going that Julius Randle is not really clicking. Um, and RJ did not play. But then I see uh, on NBA Central – Mitchell Robinson's trainer on Mitchell Robinson uh, Instagram post where he says, damn, 23 is not even much of a lob threat anymore. Whatever happened to rewarding your bigs, sometimes for busting their ass, it's a lot of me, me, me ball in New York right now. Good night. And if I go back to the box score, I think I saw a goose egg in there for Mitchell Robinson when I looked at the stat sheet. Yeah, zero points. So I guess... Uh, Mitchell Robinson's trainer, not Mitchell Robinson, Mitchell Robinson's trainer is feeling some type of way. But did Mitchell Robinson post anything? No, I think Mitchell Robinson knows not to post anything on Instagram uh, from last year. Okay, well, Knicks fans, call me up. Tell me what you think. Nets fans, of course, you're welcome. It's been a good uh, week for your Brooklyn Nets. We're still talking about the Jets and the Giants, the uh, NBA tournament, and it's offseason for the Mets and the Yankees. Who's going to manage the Mets? Who are the Yankees going to get to write this ship? Keep McPherson on the fan. My last stretch coming up. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Daniel Jones brings his team to the line. In his first playoff start, he played like a great player tonight. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. And the New York Giants are on to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. I get money, I get money, I get 
This next uh, 20 minutes or so is going to burn up. 877-337-6666. If you don't get on with me, you'll get on with Hoff. Let's go right back to the phones. You know what we're talking about. We're talking about sports. Don is in Milford, Connecticut on the fan. Go for it, Don. Hey, what's up, man? First thing I want to say is I really enjoy your show. I respect what you're doing. Uh, I love how you uh, recognize the tradition at the fan and your predecessors when you first came out. I think think you're a cool dude. And I may not agree with everything you say, but uh, I really like listening to you. So I wanted to start by saying that. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, you got it. And then I'm I'm a soccer guy, but uh, you know I like American sports as well. But this basketball thing to me is is pretty cool, you know. And uh, you know I, I don't know if you're into soccer that much. Uh, if you want to get into it, I recommend following the Premier League. It's probably one of the most exciting leagues. But to me, the biggest difference between you know these European soccer leagues and and our domestic leagues here is uh, it's, it's money. You know they're they're playing for money. And all these trophies that you could win in a year, um, there's all there's all prize money attached to it, you know. And it's uh, it's not like a revenue sharing type league where here, you know, sometimes I get the feeling that an owner doesn't really care if they win. Uh, you know, they're just in the league, they're splitting the money, everybody's happy. With soccer, the higher you finish, the more money you get, the more tournaments you get in, and the more money is attached to that. But uh, out of all the tournaments in England, it's one that I like is the FA Cup. We have that here in the United States for soccer. It's called the Open Cup. And the cool thing about those tournaments is uh, amateur teams are involved in the early rounds. And it's theoretically possible. It's like you were playing, uh, say, football still, and you had an amateur team and you guys got hot and won a couple games. You could later draw like the New York Giants, you know? Mm-hmm. It's unimaginable or unthinkable, uh, but there's some cool stuff going on. But anyway... I just wanted to say those things and hear your take and uh, just let you know I enjoy listening. Good night, man. Thanks for the call, Don. Yeah, so I'm reading and uh, my producer is telling me, I guess the 500000 is per, per per player, not split up. But when I was reading it, it said uh, the in-season tournament prize pool will be allocated to the players on the teams that participate in the knockout rounds with allocations increasing depending on how far a team progresses in the tournament. At the conclusion of the tournament, the NBA will name the most valuable player of the competition and the all-tournament team. Selection will be based on players' performance in both group play and knockout rounds. So, I mean, I guess there's recognition. There is some bread attached to it. I mean, who doesn't want more money? Uh, There is a little bit of an incentive. And like I said, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt for them to jazz up regular season games. I'm not going to pass judgment on it and say, oh, this is corny. We don't need it. I will say, though, we don't need these colorful courts, but I understand the colorful courts are they're catching everybody's eyes. It's letting people know this is not a regular season game. It's a tournament game. The, the colorful courts are stopping people from flicking through the channels and passing the game. And then also, they're smart. They know when these clips hit social media, when these clips hit TikTok and Reels and all this other stuff, people are going to say, why is the court that color? And then they're going to start learning about why the court is that color. Why is there a trophy on the court? Because that's the trophy that you can win in this new in-season tournament. Mike is in Franklin Square on the fan. Go for it, Mike. Hey, what's up, man? How are you? I'd like to talk a little bit about the Knicks. Okay, I'm good. Um, so, I don't know, man. I'm a longtime Knicks fan. It, it's, I'm getting a little nervous. And I know we're a couple of games in, so I don't want to hit the panic button yet. But Randall, man, I don't I – don't, he, he, he's coming off a very poor shooting um, you know, playoff series with, yep. with, with everybody they faced. 
And now this year, you know, there are sometimes I see flashes of him where he looks great, and and then it's just like he looks like he doesn't even know where he is on the court. And I just don't know, like, what's going to put this – I love – I'm a big Jalen Brunson fan. He's a superstar. I just don't know what's going to put this team over the hump because if you look at everybody in the East, I mean, how do you even compete with the Celtics if Porzingis stays healthy? Okay? I mean, you saw how, how they've been playing. Um, like you hear the Embiid talks, and and I mean, what do they do at the trade line? Are they going to make a deal? Are they, do they unload? Are they going to get rid of Barrett? Like, what 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 do you think? If if the if their record is no good and it looks like it's trending south, then yeah, you have to do that. You have to press that button because the East it, the East is going to be the Bucks, who you played tonight, the Celtics, yes. the Seventy Sixers. Don't look now, but people are looking at Brooklyn, and they're going to be in the middle of the pack. The Miami Heat got to figure it out. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, we expect to to figure figure it out. Maybe even the Bulls. Maybe even the I don't know. There's there's going to be a bunch of teams in the East that are contending, and the Knicks cannot take a huge step backwards after what they were able to produce last year. So now, what would now? Let me ask you this: What would you? Who would you trade? So to to to. to who, who, who would, would you trade Barrett? Even though of course opening night, I said it was Knicks for clicks. But where there's smoke, there's a little bit of fire, right? When you saw that trade yeah. opening night for Embiid, which I don't think they're going to get Embiid, but basically was saying all, all these guys are available, and R.J. Barrett's name was in that, and Julius yeah. Randle's name was in that, and if this starts to go south, I mean everybody's available except Brunson. I know, I know. I just, I just can't. I just hope that they will make a deal because I feel like I don't know if this team can get over the hump. You know, I mean, there was flashes last last year in the playoffs against the Heat where they looked great, and uh, you know, just the I felt like the Heat had a lot more depth than they did. Obviously, their bench was better, but I mean, I just don't know. I, again, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I just don't know what's going to put them over the hump because I feel like the Eastern Conference is so. Top heavy, they they have such big teams, you know. I don't, yeah. I don't know which There's direction like the Knicks are going to go in. Four or five teams that you can put in front of the Knicks right now. Thanks for the call, Mike. I mean, when that report came out, I was like, oh, it's opening night. Knicks for clicks. They're trying to just drum up conversation around the NBA being back. But it said the Knicks are willing to offer a trade package surrounding Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, Evan Fournier, Mitchell Robinson, and two or three first round picks in return for Joel Embiid. I don't think that's going to be the deal. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think the Sixers are going to move on from Embiid. They just moved on from Harden, and they got a decent haul of like depth pieces and reinforcements to go around Embiid. Embiid's the focal point. But if all those players are available in a trade, they sh- the Knicks should be able to finesse something for another guy, and I don't know who that guy might be right now. But if this ship looks like it's sinking, you can't keep going forward saying Julius Randle's going to get in rhythm. He's going to figure it out. You can't keep going forward saying RJ's going to take the step, and I think RJ actually will. RJ's going to take the step forward to be a superstar. I think he's going to take another step forward, maybe not to be a superstar. You know what you have in Brunson, and I don't know. I I, I think there's fans that have been over Julius Randle for like two years now. So we'll see. They got to figure it out soon. It's early. It's you know, a week worth of games or so. But, man, when you see Randle struggling like this, it's like back-to-back nights or like, you know, majority of the games early on, he's got to have a big night where he drops 30 points soon. Like, that's the one-two punch him and 
Brunson. And now they've been playing together. How many games have they played together? If they're not figuring it out at this point, then you got to break that up. Jim is in Wontog, New York. What's up, Jim? You're on the fan. Yeah, yabba dabba do. <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe you brought up uh, the Great Kazoo. Yeah, I used to oh watch that with, with Grandma back in the day. <laughs> oh man, and you know what? I'm a I'm a little bit older than you, and I watched it back in the '60s and early '70s, and and you brought it up. But you know what? I love it. But my question to you is about the Giants. That when they go for a fourth and one, and, and then they end up going for a field goal, why not let the why not let the stud run? Yeah, why not go to Saquon Barkley? I, we've had this Absolutely. conversation on the fan this whole week. Um, Absolutely. I don't know, man. I just and I think Giants fans are going to think about that game for four years until they can face the Jets in a regular season again. But you were riding Saquon Barkley that whole second half. Why? Yes. Like, I don't know. Graham Gano, and now it just sucks because Graham Gano is getting knee surgery, and now you've got other kickers in here, and it's like, well, if if, yeah. if you if you knew that or you even had an inkling of that, then why? Like, I don't know. It sucks. It, hindsight is twenty twenty, but, man, in the game, you can't get paralyzed in the game where you don't no. just stick to what you're doing you and say, oh, we're going to kick the field goal, and then you miss the field goal, and it's like you should have just ran it, and you could have ran the clock out. Of course, and Dable, you know, from his first debut, he was like, oh, let's go for it. Fourth and one, let's go for it. Right, maybe because early on in the season they were going for it and they weren't very yeah. successful. He's yeah. he's getting a little yeah. scared. You can't be scared. You can't be shook now. There's nothing to lose. You have two wins. Got to be going for it, and definitely now this week, don't be going to the kickers. These are new kickers. I know they're going to be indoors in Allegiant Stadium. It's not going to be the swirling winds of the Meadowlands with rain and uh, you know, terrible uh, conditions and a wet football. But, man, I, I'm watching that game last week. It It is a wet football. You've got to snap that ball. You've got to hold that ball. And your kicker's got to plant his foot Absolutely. and kick it through yes. the uprights. Saquon yep. Barkley was was getting after it. I mean, I know the guy was he, getting gassed, but he can get you a yard. And I feel like you can live can with that more than a missed he, field goal. I could live yes. with Saquon Barkley being stuffed on third and one, fourth and one, um, versus or fourth and one versus uh, a, a shanked field goal wide left. I would definitely take that every day of the week. Let him go. Let him run. This that's week, what yeah. his job is, and that's what he's good at. They're going to run him again so. this week. Thanks for the call, Jim. They're definitely going to run him. Uh, you heard me talk about the Raiders, like the Raiders defense. I mean, we just watched Monday Night Football. I was in here. I was on after Monday Night Football. We just watched Jameer Gibbs and, and the Lions run all over them. But what I was saying is it was bend, don't break. It wasn't like in the beginning of that game they were punching in touchdowns. They weren't, you know, getting in the end zone. I would I would expect a heavy dose of Saquon Barkley against him, but you just ran Saquon Barkley. You know, you ran Saquon Barkley thirty six times. I'm sure he's going to be all right, but I'm not sure he's going to be all right. He came off an ankle injury three weeks ago. Um, that's a heavy workload, and now he's got to get ready again to do that again. But you you would hope that now Daniel Jones is there. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what to expect from this game, but I know it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. But I know that the Raiders are going to be all fired up, and they're looking at the Giants like, yo, these guys lost to the Jets? They're coming in here? We can definitely beat these guys. Josh is up in the Bronx on the fan. What's up, Josh? I'm telling you, Keith, man, it's been a long time. But um, the, the, these next two weeks, man, with Vegas and everything, like you've been saying and everything, the Giants and the Jets, man, and the Giants aren't going to have that big-time tight end, man that they got from those 
Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, keep just pray for Daniel Jones, man, because you know the Raider front four, man, they're going to try gonna and be all listen. over him. Yep. Yeah, you're not kidding. Thank you for taking my call. I'll try and give you a call Tuesday, brother. Enjoy your weekend, man. Thanks for the call, Josh. Yeah. The Giants will be without Darren Waller. The Giants will be without Leonard Williams. Daniel Jones is back. I think Andrew Thomas is supposed to be back. Evan Neal is back. But like I said, this is another configuration of that Giants offensive line. It'll be their first time going out there playing together. And the Raiders, I mean, Max Crosby scares me. I think he's a beast. I don't think anybody's blocking him. Even Andrew Thomas. I know Andrew Thomas is great and all, but... uh, Andrew Thomas had a long day with Micah Parsons in week one, and he hasn't played since. If that hamstring is no good, it's going to be a long day out there fighting with Max Crosby, who brings it, and he gets off the ball fast. And Daniel Jones, look out. Here he comes. Daniel Jones, watch your neck. Drew is out in Maryland on the fan. What's up, Drew? You got it. Hey, what's going on? You know, hanging in there. Got probably like five minutes left to this show. Yeah, I just want to know how you feel about Sam Howell. Yeah, you know, I thought it was interesting that Ron Rivera in the beginning of the season said, oh, I didn't know what we had. If I would have known this kid was this good, and I remember hearing that, and I remember saying, shut up, Ron. You drafted him. You watched him in practice. How do you not know what you have? If you're trying to sell the kid to us now, save all that. You can't sell the kid to us now. I don't think he's very good. I think he turns the ball over. I think he holds the ball too long. He takes too many sacks. Um, I, I think he has the arm talent. He can make all the throws, but I don't think he's there in his like maturity. I don't think he's there in his development yet. Um, I agree with that. I agree with everything he said. I agree with the Rob Rivera's trash. First of all, I agree with everything he said about that. I think what EB did last week with the Eagles when he did short passes and got it out quick, got it to the talent, Terry mm-hmm. McLaurin, Dotson. You know, there's something there though. They have weapons. They have they have running backs. They have receivers. They have a decent tight end in Logan Thomas. Man, I, I was rooting for the Redskins or uh, the Commanders to beat the Eagles. They played them tough twice. You couldn't figure out how to beat them. You had the lead. I don't know. I don't know. They should have figured out how to how to beat the Eagles. They had them. It's, it's, it's divisional games, man. That's the way it goes, man. That is the way it goes. But, yeah, I think Ron I Rivera think, is out of I there. Think... I think Ron Rivera is out of there. This is a new regime, right? The, uh, you know, new owners – I think Ron Rivera's out of there. Maybe they make Eric Bieniemy the head coach, or maybe they get another different guy. But I just think um, I hope they don't. Who who will we look for though? Who will we look for for uh, young offensive talent though? For an offensive coordinator slash head coach, who will we look for? Hmm. Go for the Lions. Lions offensive coordinator. I was about to say it always turns into whatever team ends up in the Super Bowl or in the NFC Championship or the AFC Championship, whatever team uh, gets there, they they poach their offensive coordinator away. Um, and we don't know who, who's going to end up in the championship, so it'll be one of them. I actually think I, I actually think Sam Howell has something. There's probably he, maybe seven. He, he has something, seven people. but he's he's got to mature, and he needs the right coaches to help him mature. I think Eric Bieniemy, who's been dealing with Patrick Mahomes the last few years, and now he's dealing with Sam Howell. It's a that's a big difference, right? Uh, yeah. I think he just dropped off. Is he still there? No. Oh, you had to dump him. All right, that's fine. 
I don't have that much time anyway. Uh, this is probably my last call. Let's go to Joe in Rutherford. Jay Schmeezy on the fifth. You're okay, AM. How you doing, my guy? I'm glad I was able to get you in here. My last call of the night, Bleacher Creatures on both sides of the phone. Listen, now that we have a, you know, a uh, giant, you know, uh, legend that is not in the midday anymore, what's the chance we can get him on the late night? I mean, is that, is that something? <laughs> He's we welcome on my show anytime. <laughs> yeah, I got to ask. Oh, you know man. I mean? No, I think he's staying far away, but I got a ton of respect for bro. I, uh, He's welcome on my show anytime. I, I got to ask you, because listen, like people always ask me like what the breakdown of uh, Giants versus Jets, and I, I always tell people I, I think the most fans are with the Giants, uh, but the second most fans are with the Cowboys. As much as I hate to say it, I think you guys have a, uh, a you see strong it. You presence. see it every year. Every year the Cowboys fans show up to that parking lot. It's deep. It's now starting, it's starting to get to the point where it's like 60-40 Giants fans, Cowboys fans. One day it might be 50-50. I, I, I agree with you, unfortunately, uh, uh, begrudgingly, but I got to ask, like, <laughs> I was just with some Philly fans, and they want all the smoke. I like, I, I want to hear. Like, let's end. The, let's end the show with your Cowboys versus the Eagles. You are Keith. You 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 don't lie. I want to hear your opinion on the game on Sunday. All right. Yeah. I love you, brother, and uh, happy happy to see you doing so well. All right, brother. I'll hang up and listen. Appreciate you, Joe. Joe is a big Giants fan. Always hosts the tailgate and. The parking lot and he chefs it up and you know i was with him week one and i'll probably pop out again i was thinking about the judge giants game but didn't make it out there the dallas cowboys are plus three in this game so they're expecting a field goal difference but the over under is pretty high at 46 and a half i'm not confident i'm not confident in the dallas cowboys going into philadelphia to beat the eagles they struggle against the like better teams you saw them get absolutely whooped on by the 49ers and i forget what the spread was there but it wasn't uh 30 some points so this is going to come down to a turnover uh maybe a dak interception or maybe a tony pollard fumble or maybe the other way around maybe jalen hurts who's throwing more interceptions than dak throws the cowboys one i can't wait to see that game but i think the eagles find a way to win it i'm not confident in it but hey Appreciate everybody listening. Hawks coming up next. I'm out of here. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.